Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God who sends the word with angels, who is made flesh among all peoples, and who breathes peace on all the earth. Amen. Almighty God, you have filled all the earth with the light of your incarnate word. By your grace, empower us to reflect your light in all that we do through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The Holy Gospel Gospel according to Luke, third chapter. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them, saying, I baptize you with water, but the one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the throng of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork in his right in his winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor, and to gather the wheat into his sanctuary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Okay, so one of the things that um, I was going to point out is that the, the, um, uh, this idea that the Samaritans were baptized and the, where was that in the yes. This is it. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Okay, okay, so, sorry, that's part of the story. Okay, now when the apostles of uh, Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God. So it's important to start there, not because that's where, I mean, Jesus was baptized before that, but the Samaritans, remember, we tell the story of the Good Samaritan, and when we tell the story of the Good Samaritan, we emphasize that, that the Samaritans were, were the enemy. 
Americans, while they have a lot of the same history and, in fact, a lot of the same faith tradition, didn't have, they were not considered part of Israel, and they were considered unclean and hostile to the, to the nation of Israel and to the Jewish faith. Which is why the story of the Good Samaritan is so important. But it's important to notice it here because it says in, uh, in Acts, now the apostles in Jerusalem heard that in Samaria they had accepted the word of God. Our enemies have now accepted the word of God. There are a lot of ways to deal with that. And it can happen. It would be doing churches today too where we start to criticize the way another group has accepted the word of God, or the way another group uh, hears the word of God, or the way another group proclaims the word of God, and um, try to to define what, what the righteous way of being Christian is. It happened in Jerusalem, it happened between Peter and Paul, and it was tempting for some to happen in Samaria. And so they made a decision. They made a decision, instead of saying, well, no, they don't really have it right, to say, okay, they've been baptized in the name of Jesus. Now we need to give them the Holy Spirit. It's that extension of grace and extension of openness that... Um, that demonstrates to us that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is in charge of doing the work of of helping people understand and helping people live into their baptism. We have a baptismal calling, but it's not to determine who has a baptismal calling. I don't actually think anybody here who does that, but what we do do sometimes is fail to fail to extend whatever power, whatever our gifts are, to another community, and fail to recognize the gifts that another community has to give us. Um, a number of years ago, and, and I'm thinking like maybe a half a dozen, maybe ten, something like that. The, the uh, Lutherans and the Methodists, the ESA Lutherans and the Methodists, were, were working on uh, a common mission. And uh, in coming to the table, one of the, the tasks was to say, okay, well, what, what special gifts do each of these bodies bring to the table that are distinctive? Uh, and what are some of the challenges? And the Methodists identified one of the, the gifts that we transferred to the table is theological rigor. We, we're big on theology of the Lutheran Church and have a long history of theology, theological debate, theological reflection, study, etc. And, and, and have some very, very clear statements about our theology. Um, the flip side of that, one of the challenges do we bring to the table is theological arrogance. And I'm not saying that to pick on us as Lutherans. I'm saying that 
to point out that no matter, no matter who we are, no matter what our gifts are, there's always going to be a strength, uh, there's always going to be a risk net, and there's always going to be an incomplete mismatch. So the act, I'm starting with the Acts story, because the disciples were called to bring the uh, Samaritans into the fold and share the gifts of the Holy Spirit so that they then would be able to live out that baptismal location. Okay, that brings us to the Holy Spirit and baptism. We, uh, we did look at this, this text this moment. Uh, we did talk about the, the, the John, and John, people wanted John to be the Messiah because even though he wasn't, he wasn't a um, triumphant king that they would have liked, he was, he was an ascetic, he was, uh, he had a very hard way of living, he kept himself to very strict rules, and that was something that could be identified with a prophet more easily than this hanging out with sinners and making wine and, you know, stuff that Jesus did, which really undermined the uh, establishment, whereas the ascetics were kind of moving the establishment to the extreme. So the John the Baptist was, was well, not a favorite. He, it made sense that he might be the Messiah. So people were asking, are you the Messiah? Baptism, by the way, is not unique to Christianity, and it didn't start with John the Baptist. Water, rituals, baptism, cleansing, there are, there's a, uh, a number of, of places that that occurs in uh, and there are in, in other faiths as well, this, this cleansing and renewal that comes through water. So baptism as a ritual wasn't new. What was new about John is that John was saying, this isn't it. My entire job is to point to this other person. My entire job in this baptism is to point to this other person. When we are baptized, we use the same. So sometimes take, take a look at your baptismal, right? And it's a great time to do it with, with Victoria on her baptismal birthday. If you know when your baptismal birthday is, um, honor it, recognize it, reread the baptismal commi uh, commitment and the bapt baptismal ritual. If you don't know when your baptismal uh, birthday is, I know. If you if they if you know what church you were baptized at and you can check out the records, um, it's it's a fun day to honor, but it's also a good time to review. Okay, one of these commitments that were made on my behalf if I was an infant or that I made, but also this language. You are my son, the beloved with whom I am well. Do you hear in that the claim? that with you, God is well pleased. You are claimed as beloved of God. And I think most of us can, you know, go, yeah, I know that. With you, I am well pleased. Do you experience God's pleasure in you? 
not in earn, not in proper behavior, not in doing the things that you are called to do. As a free, free gift, as a starting point, with you, God is well pleased. That's the gift, the nourishment that allows you to go out and share the gospel with those people who are different and who practice differently and who don't have the same theological rigor but have other gifts. By the way, one of the things that was uh, identified as a gift in the Methodist church is ethnic diversity um, because Lutherans are really weak in terms of ethnic diversity and, and Methodists uh, are really strong there and so we're identifying, okay, what, what's the gifts that come to another body? It's easier to share with those people who are different and it's also easier to receive one of those gifts that they love to share with you. You can first hear that with you, God is well pleased. I think sometimes some of us can feel that and can experience that. But it, because we value humility and we value, um, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, when we, uh, we, we criticize pride or arrogance, um, there may be a temptation, there is a temptation with most of us. To have the voice criticizing, identifying over and over and over again what's wrong with us, what we're not living up to, what isn't faithful. There is time for that. That's why we have confession at the beginning of service. That's why we weekly receive the sacrament. Because the reality is that we are, we are broken and insufficient. We don't reach out to our baptismal covenant. But if that's the only voice you hear, you're missing this piece of love. We can say the word grace as much as we want, but if we don't experience that abundant love, that free love, that love that says, God is well pleased with me. Please with me. How can we proclaim what an overwhelming gift that is? Modesty and humility are values in the way that they drive us to our knees before Christ. Help us understand that we can't, that we cannot be sufficient, that we are not sufficient. And that God has done work for us. So it's required that we have humility. But humility and uh, what is it, false modesty, I guess, are different. And false modesty can get in the way. So that's the connection with the going to Samaria and the, the seeing John the Baptist. First of all, I want you to hear how well pleased God is with you. I want you to hear that John the Baptist's vocational calling was to point to Jesus. And ask yourself, how do you point to Jesus? 
In what ways do you point, does your life point to Jesus? And are there those that you're tempting to identify as other unqualified, unacceptable? That are receiving the word of God are also well pleased. Uh, with whom God is also well pleased. And with whom we have this opportunity to share life in the Holy Spirit. Please pray with me. Gracious God, give us the humility to bow before you. Give us the wisdom to receive your love. Give us the strength to live that in every moment, every way that you give us opportunity. We pray in Jesus Christ. join together in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory of the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
the Spirit of the Lord is poured out upon us in abundance. So we are bold to pray for the church, the world, and all that God has made. By the Holy Spirit, you gather your church and send it out in mission to share the good news of Jesus. Inspire your faithful people to be fervent in prayer and service. That all people know they are precious in God's sight. God of grace, hear our prayer. You reveal your love and power through water and the spirit. Guard rivers, seas, and all bodies of water from destruction and pollution. Secure access to clean water for all and protect the land from drought and flood. God of grace, hear our prayer. Establish among the nations the blessings of peace. Raise up leaders who will protect vulnerable people in their care. Strengthen advocates who risk reputation or retaliation for the sake of mercy and justice. God of grace, hear our prayer. You protected us through the fires and troubled waters of this life. Assure us that we will not be cut off from you by illness or despair, anxiety or pain, confusion or weakness. Comfort all who are in need, especially those who are dealing with high winds and destructive freezes. God of grace, hear our prayer. We are joined in baptism to Christ and to one another. Bless those who are newly baptized and those who are preparing for baptism. Help us to be faithful in fellowship, worship, evangelism, service, and justice-seeking. God of grace, hear our prayer. You come to us through those you call to positions of leadership. We pray for Presiding Bishop Elizabeth Eaton, Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, Bishop Tessa Moon Lyseth of our Sister Synod, the Alaska Southeast Cluster, Pastor Karen Perkins, and Table of Grace Bethel. Grant wisdom to inform all ministries. God of grace, hear our prayer. And for what else do the people of God pray? You created each of your saints for your glory. We give thanks for those who have, you have called by name into your internal embrace. Comfort us in grief and release us from fear. God of grace, hear our prayer. Since we have such great hope in your promise, O God, we lift these and all our prayers to you in confidence and faith. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal 
or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. Let us pray. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The mission of Resurrection Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. God who leads God who leads you in pathways of righteousness, who rejoices over you, and who calls you by name. Bless your going out and your coming in today and forever. Amen.
This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 9.30. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.